With the passing of Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the country finds itself at another crossroads. In the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of a very crazy, eventful year, with the backdrop of a presidential election going on, we are now faced with whether or not to fill the seat of Justice Ginsburg. Republicans say they should fill the seat. Democrats right now are saying that they shouldn't. We are going to discuss the issue and get into depth with it. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair. And our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago, there is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to Twitter, follow us at Hanging With Apes. Go on over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop music, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Well, interesting subject matter at hand considering the fact that we did not think we would have this crossroads to face before the presidential election. I don't think anybody thought that. As a matter of fact, I was having a conversation about two weeks ago with a friend of mine who is on the left. He's very much on the left. And as him and I were having the conversation, we did bring up Ruth Bader Ginsburg and the possibility of her seat going up during Trump's tenure, but not during the first term. And essentially, we were both in agreement that she's more or less hanging on for this election, you know? Yeah, yeah. And now the election has not come yet. It's close. It's a little bit over a month away. But we're not there quite yet. We're very close to the first debate. And she passes away. Um, she, we knew that she was sick. She was a sickly woman. We knew that. Um, but again, nobody expected this. Twitter absolutely 100% blew up when news came out about this. I mean... From just putting the news out there about the situation and, and you know, just informing people in certain media outlets to the conspiracy theories to, you know, the commentators talking about what to do next, what should happen next. What did you think initially when you got word of what took place? Well, actually, you texted me. So I hadn't even looked into Twitter yet. And I was like, oh, <laughs> really? Like, yeah. r- right now? Oh, yeah. Only in 2020 would this happen. Like, th- this is uh, this is major. And also, I knew I knew what, was, what would happen afterwards. It's going to be the politics behind it all. Um, don't fill the seat until the presidency. I already knew that was coming. Um, I think that as the president 
you know, you have your tenure. Your tenure is now, and whatever happens, you have to get the job done. So he compiled a huge list, right? It was like a list of, of about 50 justices. Yeah, then they went from that to a short list, a shorter list of like 20, Yeah, which Ted Cruz was on yeah. that list. It was well, on that list. And then now, from what I understand, it's uh, like five that he has... He's narrowed it down to five. Yeah, he was actually meeting with uh, with somebody. I was just uh, looking into it. Let me see if they. No, I I, I don't know who who he was uh, meeting up with uh, today, but uh, it was a female, female uh, on the list. I don't know. I don't. I don't know which five he's narrowed it down to now. But he did say Friday. Yeah, because now he's saying it will be a female. Yeah. Or at least more than likely. I don't like when people do that. Like, just who's the best choice? Yeah, I don't like it either. I think, though, a lot of what the president is doing in this time frame is definitely political. Yeah. And he's trying to do things based off of what's going to get him reelected because... Things seem to be so close. They seem to be so close. I mean, I have a hard time believing that the polls and and all the data out there is accurate, that things are as close as they say they are. But according to those metrics, things are close. So he's going to have to... Well, he doesn't have to operate in a certain way, but he is operating in a certain way because there was even... One of the picks, from what I understand, is a Cuban judge, a Cuban lady judge from Florida. So, like, right there, that's politics written all over it. Yeah. Especially now that uh, apparently Mike Bloomberg has dedicated $100 million to the state of Florida to help Biden win. I guess, yeah. like, with ads and everything like that. So, Trump, he has... He has more ground to cover because the reality is, and I mean, there's so many political cartoons that detail this so well, but Biden really has an army of people helping him. Not on a grassroots level, no. I don't think the grassroots, I don't think they fuck with him at all. But, but look at from the, like the media, uh, different countries, Bloomberg, Silicon Valley elites coastal elites you have all this wave of people that really are trying to help biden get a leg up in this election and really it's just trump and his people on the grassroots level and just trying you know what's interesting though is you have some polls right now that actually have trump ahead nationally yeah i didn't think we would see anything like that yeah it's it's uh it's quite confusing, and uh, if you're looking at different aspects of this whole situation, you don't really know, right? Like you said, the support when it comes to the money, that right now I would give that to Biden. And when it comes to just the media alone. Yeah. Yes, at least the mainstream media. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're, he has a way bigger leg. Matter of fact, comparing the town halls, the media said... Trump's was a train wreck and Biden's was amazing. But when you actually watch both town halls, I don't know what the fuck they were watching. Yeah. <laughs> Trump's 
Trump's was, you know, okay. Biden's, Jesus Christ. Trump's was a hit job, though, man. Yeah, yeah. That shit was... Yeah, if I've ever seen a coordinated attack orchestrated by a mainstream media outlet in the form of a of a town hall, th- that was Trump's situation. Yeah. And he still skated pretty well. Yeah, yeah. He he did say some things that I think were a little bit offbeat, like um uh, and, or or there were certain moments where he fell into his same like regurgitated talking points, but at the same time, it probably is better to stick to your regurgitated talking points in a hostile environment because they're gonna already take everything that you're gonna do and say and flip it anyway. No. So it is probably better to stick to some sort of a script versus. When you're in an area like you know, and uh, in a platform like Fox and Friends or or a show like Hannity, where you know you're in a safe place, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So that part was a little bit odd. Some of his answers, but still, way, way, way more coherent than Biden's town hall. In some instances, with Anderson Cooper, there yeah. were some moments where Biden just went on these very weird Long tangents rants. that had nothing to do with the question. Did you see the one with the chickens? It says, chickens! No. Chickens. And then he just starts talking, and I'm like, what the fuck? It was about the Green the green New Deal or the Green... Uh, yeah, whatever. I but, don't even know what the fuck the whole but, point but that was. But it's weird, though, because like if you look at, at, at that particular town hall with Biden, he immediately flip-flopped like within a f- the span of a few seconds he flip-flopped for instance <laughs> he said he was asked about the green new deal and whether or not he would embrace the green new deal at first he tried to give like the the political artful dodge and and he didn't want to say he would embrace the green new deal but he has his own plan but then anderson pressed him and then he said that he would embrace the Green New Deal. But then again, later on within the same question, he kind of reverted back to he has his own. So right there, you see that. I, I mean, to me, if anything, that substantiates Trump's claims of Biden being a radical left puppet. The fact that you don't even know like where you stand on this particular thing that by all accounts, not just by right-wing accounts, by all accounts, is is a very extreme leftist plan. Yeah. So you're everywhere on it. And then he flip-flopped on fracking right, right then and there. He was asked, are you going to ban fracking? He said no. And then uh, Anderson Cooper pressed him a little bit and was like, and he was like, well, you said in the past that you would. And he's like, well, I'm going to phase it out. So you're yeah. kind of... You, well, you didn't really answer the question. You're not going to ban it, but you're going to phase it out. Yeah. But then when you try to answer the question to the guy, you initially made it sound like you're all for it. Because he still doesn't want... Because, you know, Trump is, is definitely honing in on that whole thing. Like, you mm-hmm. know, the jobs, 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 mm-hmm. jobs. Even yesterday, was, uh, during, I think, uh, one of the games, one of his ads came out, Trump's ads, just focus on jobs, 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 jobs. So... The whole fracking thing is like, well, Trump has handled it well. He know that that 
as technology moves forward, that will be phased out. And well, at, at that point, it's it's like well, let it phase out naturally instead of forcing something. Yeah. And really like hurting people that are in that in that market anyway. So, and and who, who's the people that get hurt the most? The people who who are employed by these companies. So, I think with Biden, especially knowing during Obama's tenure, it was all this like overinflated green shit. That, yeah. that ended up not panning out at all and um waste of money yep so it's like he stuck with that and then not wanting to say his true intent which is I, i'm he's probably not going to phase it out he's probably going to be on some on some well whatever obama's administration was on so my thing is right now in the midst of everything that's happened during this pandemic who in their right mind would vote for anybody that leans to the side of bigger government? Like, we've seen the government do nothing but botch everything. So yeah. just that, take away every other political uh, talking point, take away every other issue, just the issue of government running things and managing things and facilitating things is enough to not vote for Biden when you see everything going on the way that it's happening. That's why it's very important for them to indoctrinate the younger people. Whether it comes from schools, um, how you look at things. I mean, these even even these, uh, the, these riots and, and, and the looting depending on how the media looks back at it, it's just material to be like, see, look, look what they were on with us. You really are oppressed. You really are oppressed. See, if you keep saying that, yeah, it does kind of, in a way, affect a person's psyche, right? Um, see, I had the benefit of the doubt growing up when I would hear things like that, that like I would balance what my school said and what my dad would say. I would ask him, oh, they said this in school. And uh, he would break it down and be yeah. like, well, I think they're wrong. This is why. So it was like a big balancing act. It, which essentially is the the main point or the main objective of parenting is really like to provide the map and the, and, and, and the guidance to navigate such stuff but you see that that doesn't happen like we i think ultimately we, you could boil down everything that's going on with the looting and the rioting and everything you're talking about right now with bad parenting really because there is no roadmap provided to the youth whatsoever that and and, and then the movements have pretty much stated in, in their mission statements that they're not for a nuclear family more of a communal thing, right? Of course you're for that because if, if if you're of the well, let's let's all just be a big collective, we'll all do our part, you're really making weak people yeah follow and, and think like the next person to your side, the next person to your side, the next person to your side. Because that's the whole point of a nuclear family. Like what 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 we're talking about, which is you go home, you have a good you know, structure. base, yeah, yeah, a good structure, and 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 you go from there. It's an, an individual 
family. Like, not families all together in a big-ass table deciding the fate of everyone there. That's not how it works. Everyone has their set of families, their set of parents, their set of siblings, and and then that's how you kind of learn how to be an individual. Yeah. And they don't... These movements, they don't want that. And, and they don't want that because, well, it doesn't benefit the the bigger picture. So... It is quite scary when you see a lot of the younger people fall into into those roles, you know, like mm-hmm. when it comes to the to, to even because because like this is even beyond the rioting and the looting. This is just the protests because like all this rioting and looting has us really like not even talking about the lack of really like structure and principles of the protests. Which there's a lot to 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 break down there, but we haven't even because everything is so magnified and people are are doing all types of crazy stuff that we can't even break down on an intellectual level the fallacies that some of these protests are are based off of. You know what I mean? Like we can't even we can't even get to that conversation yet because it's that extreme. It's gotten that that extreme. Ginsburg dies. Oh. All right, cool. Riot and looting, because because Trump is gonna pick somebody. So let's riot, riot and loot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> you, you had people that are contributors to CNN saying, if Trump and the Republicans move forward with pushing somebody through for Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat, we're gonna burn it all down. And these people are contributors to CNN. Why? Based off of what? When the reality is, even if you want to go off of precedent that has been set already, Trump's picks have not been like that right wing extreme. They've just been guys that stick to the Constitution because there was already one case Gorsuch. where Gorsuch voted against what they thought he would he would vote for. for yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 as far as like siding with Trump, if you will, and then there was one where Kavanaugh voted uh, against what what Trump sided with. So, I mean, I, he clearly picks like balanced people that are going to go off of the text and, as and they should. Yeah, and sometimes what you believe might not coincide with what the text says, and. It is wild, though, because the fucking feminists are losing their shit because essentially (laughs) their worst nightmare has come true in the sense that Roe versus Wade is going to be up for grabs. And now Trump has three people that he's picked on there, uh, which he stated during the election, which which is badass on his part because he hasn't been political about it he stated that shit through the gate uh even during the campaign with hillary that he's gonna pick pro-life people yeah that he's pro-life and who he picks will be representative of being pro-life and it, it seems like it's coming yeah and they are losing their mind but i mean what do you do you do what you were elected to do do your job Take the pro, you know, go through the process and go from there. Who knows? Maybe so, because there's some Republicans in the Senate that aren't in agreement with that. So you, you put it up for a vote 
with among among the people that were elected to do their job. Yeah. In the House and in the Senate. That's not to say that he'll be able to pick somebody. You know, that, that person might not get through. But you do what you were elected to do. The House does what they were elected to do, and then the Senate finish it off. And I, I don't I don't know what's so complicated about that. Yeah. It it would be pretty cowardly though for for the Republicans to break ranks. Yeah. That would be cowardly. See Especially with what they're trying to do. On when the left. when when they held up the situation with Merrick Garland, which was Obama's pick for Supreme Court justice, that was the Republicans and like the majority of the that was the majority of the Republicans. They were the majority at the time working against Obama, but it wasn't the Democrats that were breaking ranks to make that happen. In this case, yeah, the Democrats definitely are siding against Trump, but to have Republicans break ranks mm-hmm. and for what? Because you just don't rock with Trump? Because you're being you're being uh basically bullied into into not doing it like oh you're wrong if you do that you're wrong no not really no we're doing our job so if you don't like that oh well you're gonna play politics with me and then hold me hostage by playing politics with me that's not gonna happen yeah and I, I would I would hope that you know they would take a moment to realize what they were elected to do you know like it's not that complicated you know like if I'm I mean, think think about it in the context of just like a job. Like in, it, we're we're doing some work, and one of our coworkers dies, and then we're like, "Well, let's stop until the next shift comes." Because yeah, you know, let's just stop. There, have you seen some of the memes that are out right now? <laughs> they said that uh, they're like, "Yeah, uh, we have uh, uh, people. Their <laughs> accusers have come forward." Of of um, how, how do they phrase it? It said accusers have come forward who have been sexually assaulted by Trump's next Supreme Court pick, but they haven't. They but but they're waiting till it's announced to to come forward or something like that. Of course, <laughs> which is hilarious because like that who knows if low-key that's one of the reasons why trump is gonna pick a woman so like he could avoid all that shit that kavanaugh went through oh yeah because that was awful what they did to kavanaugh yeah yeah that was yeah actually that that wouldn't be a a bad strategy so maybe it ain't even playing politics it's just like we are whoever it is let me get let's get them through because if it's a guy like they're gonna put them through hell yeah not only that but you already picked two guys so picking a, a chick to fill a female spot you know yeah like it's reasonable it's just i guess i'm so tired of of uh politicians kind of being on some on some oh uh, the identity aspect of this yeah. you know but but i mean it makes sense too like to kind of keep it fair in that regard it was ginsburg well the next female that'll so i i could see it but it it just re- reminds me of just our culture now Oh, we have to have a scene in a movie where all the female heroes are together, no matter how the fucking stupid it looks. Did well, not you stupid, see that? but speaking of Hollywood yeah. and 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 the, their whole stupidity, did you see that clip? Because I definitely didn't watch the Emmys, but 
Did you see the clip circulating oh, of God. Anthony Anderson and, and and Jimmy Kimmel where he was making Jimmy Kimmel Anthony Anderson was making Jimmy Kimmel chant Black Lives Matter? Yeah. But was that shit scripted or was he bullying his ass? Because it looks like he was bullying him. It, yeah, Jimmy Kimmel looked incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. But then did you see the one that Crowder put out? No. Where so so there's one there's one, the normal one, where Anthony Anderson is is more or less, it seems like, bullying Jimmy Kimmel to say Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. He's like, chant it so Mike Pence could hear you, right? Yeah. So what's so what's so great about it is Crowder, Steven Crowder, took that same, I don't know, however many seconds, 15-second clip of, of, of the Anthony Anderson telling Kimmel to say Black Lives Matter, but in between every time he says it, so he's like black li-, he's like, say it with me, Jimmy. Black Lives Matter. Yeah. He put he he put a clip of Jimmy Kimmel and some of the sketches he did where he did blackface. Oh <laughs> so, god. So 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 there's the one I don't know if you ever seen the one where Jimmy Kimmel did Carl Malone. It's yeah. it's funny. <laughs> but so 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 it's like uh so he's like, he's like, say it with me, Jimmy. But so Jimmy Kimmel's like, Black Lives Matter. So then, boom, they put the clip of where Jimmy Kimmel's acting like Carl Malone. He's like, what the hell going on up there? <laughs> and so, like, as, 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 it, as it goes yeah. every time, there's that show is pretty funny. Damn, but I got to watch that a, shit. It's, I retweeted it. Uh, and then, and, and I even, I think I even retweeted it. I was like, I was like, uh, uh, say it louder, you stupid dumb bitch! <laughs> like just kind of, because essentially that's how it looks like. Anthony Anderson is telling Jimmy Kimmel, like, yeah, say it, you dumb bitch, Black yeah. Lives Matter. Because if if, if an, like if I would have been Jimmy Kimmel, I would have actually, for a second, been like, we're about to fight. Don't talk to me like that, bro. Like you don't what? Because I don't know. It just seemed like very. It was cringeworthy, is what it was. Yeah, like I don't know. I don't. I don't roll like that. Like you're not gonna force me to say anything, and then and then now you're putting me on the spot. Well, I'm about to fight now because even though Jimmy Kimmel's all for that shit, though. Yeah, he's for it, but I think that at the uh, uh, that's kind of that kind of puts you in a corner because it's like he kind of had to say it. It's the whole live by the woke, die by the woke thing. Yeah. So damn, I'm dude's bitch now. Cause, cause I can't form my own ideas. I'm just gonna be like bullied into this. So I, I could see it. Do you think Trump picking a replacement for Ruth Bader Ginsburg prior to the election hurts or helps him, and and why? I think uh, neither really. Uh, okay, the people that are outraged. They weren't gonna vote for him anyway, so what the fuck do I do I care? And um, I think I think uh, Rasmussen had a poll on I, I want to say what the GOP the GOP's at eighty three percent in approval of that, which is a very high number. Yeah. So I I just don't see. I think right now. As things currently stand, and in that, and with this issue with the with the Supreme Court, that's not gonna be very polarizing. That's pretty cut half and half. 
Yeah, left it, and but, right. But it's for that reason that I think it will help him because, mm-hmm. like you said, the people that are outraged, they were not going to vote for him anyway. Yeah. But I do think that it energizes the base a little bit. Like, it, yeah. it, it kind of makes it worse. Like, damn, another another little win for us. Yeah. You know, it's like, all right, let's 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 get out there and vote. Especially being relatively close to the election. Like, had it been, you know, some months ago, yeah, I don't think it would have an effect. But the fact that it's less than, I think now, less than 50 days to the election, definitely less than 60 days to the election, uh, I think it, it could have a little bit of, a, of an energizing effect. You have that coupled with, the left's reaction to that. The left's reaction, which is is also going to be put on display, but also it sort of forces in a way which I don't doubt that Trump will use it and his campaign will use it. It forces the media in the 24-hour news cycle. You can't focus as much as you want on Trump because you have to focus on this issue. And COVID nineteen kind of takes a backseat too. COVID nineteen takes a backseat, but also, but like it, like in in the political twenty four hour news cycle, as much as they're gonna want to throw and sling shit at Trump now going into the election, wow. because even like the Bob Woodward shit that's starting to die down. Yeah. So whatever else they were gonna come up with, they have to kind of re-strategize because they have to cover whatever shit they want to sling at Trump. Coupled with the coverage of picking this person and then being like, you know, uh, having to testify in front of the Senate and all the stuff that's going to go along with that, that's going to take a lot of the bad press away from Trump. So yeah. that that's going to help a lot, too. And then if you have Trump come out with some some solid uh, debate performances, this situation in and of itself we may not see it now, but we could look back years from now and be like, this was the turning point of the election. Yeah. You know, like we yeah. could look back and be like, damn, her dying, God rest her soul, but her dying, like, was, if if there was, if there was a, a, a toss up, her dying was what like gave the advantage to Trump. We could, yeah. we yeah. don't know because we might be like, it might be, no, come November third, it might be a red landslide, and then well, it didn't matter what happened; he was going to win regardless. Yeah. But this could be the thing that'd be like, all right, well, because now CNN has to choose between a Bob Woodward type of story, yeah, and covering this stuff. So it's like, well, obviously people are more interested in this, so now we got to stick with this. So it, it it has the 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 possibility to get very interesting going. That forward. and then the mail in ballot fiasco. Oh uh, man, what's gonna? Because you know Pennsylvania, supposedly their whole shit is fucked up right now when it comes to that. People are getting double ballots already in the mail. What's that about? So some states they're not really prepared for how that's gonna go. No. So so then it kind of takes away the purpose of November 3rd. So what you you did say you did say that that it might hit the Supreme Court, right? That it's possible that it goes to the Supreme Court. And it's a situation like this with 
with everything going on that something like that could just slide through the background? They're they're telling people to vote because which which I think is a good strategy because essentially what it might come down to is even though there are mail-in ballots, they may end up not counting the mail-in ballots because like let's say like people go to vote the people that go to vote, their vote will be counted election day. Which is how it should be. We live in a in in an advanced, sophisticated country. There is no reason why we should not know who the president for the next four years is gonna be on election night. There's yeah. just no excuse for that whatsoever. So this notion, this idea that everybody is okay with that, oh, well, we just may not know who's going to be president on election night. Why? Because of mail-in ballots? Go to vote. Take your precautions. And if you're that scared of it, then I don't know what to tell you. Then maybe do the absentee thing. But then like even that has a whole process to it. But this notion that we're, we may not know who the president for the next four years is going to be on election night is ridiculous. And then another thing, and Tim Pool has talked about it, uh, Axios coined the phrase a red mirage, which essentially is this notion that on election night, it'll look like a red wave. But as the mail-in ballots start to come in, certain states will start to turn blue. And then, you know, the, what we what we have on election night may not be the result that we end up with. I don't understand this. That's crazy. Yeah. Like to me, the the idea of that could destroy the very fabric of of our elections and our system. And, <laughs> and, and for something that's so fragile and, and on the brink of already being so polarized and, and destructive with the way that people are responding with everything that has, has gone on this year. Why would you want to unroll that shit this year of all years? Yeah. Just do it the way that it's been yeah. done. Take your precautions. You know, make uh, whatever needs to happen at the polling places or whatever. But I don't think but that mail-in ballots and mail-in voting is a good idea to to do this election. I don't think it's a good idea, period. Like, you have countries. You know, there's countries yeah. where where they've fought for their democracy and like they've gone to vote in the middle of a war zone. Like there's like literally a war going out on out there where people throwing grenades and shooting, and the people still go to vote. That's how important voting is to them. So if that can pop off, then I don't understand why we can't take precautions. Wear your mask. Wear your gloves. Bring your hand sanitizer. I mean, it's just not that big of a deal. We're all grocery shopping. We're not fucking. That's what I'm saying. We're not. We're not ordering <laughs> the the groceries through the mail. Like I, I, w- I would assume a very small percentage of people are doing that because when I go to grocery stores, it's fucking packed. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I've never went to vote, and it looked like fucking Walmart. No. How I've seen it lately. So it's not that. It's not that serious. But now, do you think? The mail-in uh, ballots, the mail-in ballot situation could be the tipping point in starting the uh, a civil war here in America. Yeah, N- not the mail-in ballots themselves, but the result of 
some fraudulent shit. Like, so for instance, like let's say, and it being close, the election being close. Cause like, let's say, let's say election night comes and so many people go out to vote and they vote Trump that it doesn't matter how many people mail in their ballot and it doesn't matter what fraudulent shit they do because it's just overwhelmingly like Trump. Like we're, like we're talking like the shit that popped off on like Nixon's second term or Reagan's second term where yeah. it doesn't matter like what you mailed in or what you did. It, it you, you like clearly flatly lost. It's over with. You're yeah. done. A situation like that, then no, it, it wouldn't matter because it's it's that evident. But now, let's say it's a different scenario. Let's say it's a scenario where things are close. Let's say it's a scenario where it comes down to Pennsylvania, that state. Like everything yeah. is, is all solidified. It comes down to that state. And let's say it comes down to like 20,000 votes or something. But then we find out that 20,000 people did some fraudulent ass shit. Or whatever, yeah. something like that could definitely start to unweave the fabric, the the social fabric, and and cause civil unrest or or a civil war or whatever the case. Because essentially, what you have there is half of the country that believe Trump is their president, yeah, and half of the country that that believe that Biden is their president. And now you have some real issues on your hands and and all for what for something that uh, initially you you didn't have to do to begin with so if yeah. it's close and 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 fraud is discovered in certain areas in certain segments yeah it it, it could definitely cause some yeah. civil unrest and and yeah even potentially a civil war Jesus Christ uh, what a way to end 2020 right imagine it ends with a civil war declared or some shit where you don't know who pre your president is. That's some Venezuela ass shit. Like, yeah. that's not like, nah. It, and, 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 and for what? That's the thing. If for something that at the end is not even worth it. I mean, if you feel that compromised or you're that scared or you're that sick or, or whatever the case, then yeah, go through the absentee ballot process. But that's that's a process though. Yeah. A process yeah. Of, of of verification and, and everything like that. Not but but just this notion that, oh yeah, I got a ballot, I'm gonna send it in. Like I, I seen so many situations on Twitter where people they'll they'll post a picture or they'll tweet of how they live in another state, but they're like this one particular guy, he lives in I think in Oklahoma, but his mail in ballot was sent to California. He's like, I haven't lived in California in five years, but yet uh -huh. my parents Damn. just got a mail-in ballot for me. What prevents somebody in that household? Like he seems to be an honest, transparent person, yeah. but what prevents somebody in another similar scenario to just fill out that ballot and send it? Yeah. Yeah. There's no verification that doesn't in what realm, in what world do you do that? You can't even buy a game digitally on the PS4 or the Xbox with verifying your identity, let alone yeah. your vote. Come on, man! Like it, it to me as we we were saying in pre-production. I, I was saying that as we were talking about this in pre-production. 
it's insane that in a sophisticated country, this is even something we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 pretty pathetic. I think. I think with what we've seen, you know, if we were seeing efficiency, but we're seeing situations pop up in different states, yeah, and no. in important states like Pennsylvania is an important state. Ohio is an important state. I, the the other day, uh, I was. Um Cause uh, it's the uh, this month I think is the the twenty fifth, but like people are already like celebrating it in their own way. It's twenty five years that the movie Seven has been out. Yes, which is which is badass because you know Seven is a little bit more in the limelight right now because there's a lot of uh, parallels between Seven and and the new uh, the, Batman the, trailer. Yeah. So I in the midst of all of this, I was like, man, I want to watch it, but. I have the DVD, but I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to buy it on digital because it's just nice to have the access right there on my phone or my tablets or whatever the case. And so, surprisingly... They, and they sent that shit to someone in L.A., in, didn't in, they? Right, in Kentucky. <laughs> now, but, but surprisingly, what's so funny about it is that the movie is still, like, rather expensive because it's so great. So, yeah. so I'm thinking I'm going to be able to probably get it for, like... Five bucks, eight bucks, ten bucks. No, it was fifteen bucks. But my point is that when I went on my Apple TV to purchase the movie, it required verification. You know that that's the <laughs> yeah. point that I'm making. Yeah. For a fifteen dollar yeah. movie that is like inconsequential to like any election or any outcome or anything. It still went through a process of verification in order for me to give them money. It wasn't like yeah. I was getting the money, the, the shit for free. I could be like, oh, all right, well, you're, you're going to verify because you're getting this free as great as movie. Yeah. No, I still had to end up paying. Yeah. And even for me to give them money, there was a verification process. So are you telling <laughs> me that for an inconsequential movie... There's a process, but to vote for the president of the United States, oh, yeah, just fucking... Never see it. It's whatever. (laughs) Come on, man. So ridiculous, so stupid, so unrealistic. Yeah, I guess we're going to have to see. I, 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 I don't... With what's going on, I don't see... This has to be addressed, I would assume, right? Because there's a lot of inefficiencies, a lot of discrepancies that has to get cleaned up. I, I mean, it just—I I, wouldn't—I don't even know, man. <laughs> it's 2020. What if they just are whatever? Let's just see how it goes. You know, like I don't want that to happen. Cause Part, partly, like it does seem like that's what their plan is. Well, let's see how it goes. Yeah. And then, like that's which is an awful plan. But then, too, I don't know. Part of me thinks that they know that the his, the turnout is going to be so historic for the right side of things that they're not worried about it. Because that, that's sort of, I don't know why I get that vibe, but that's more or less the vibe that I'm picking up from the right wing is that they're not like that worried about it. Yeah. For whatever reason, and I mean, they have a lot more information about this stuff than we do, these campaigns and everything like that. But there's uh, a difference in energy, and it does feel from the right side. Um, 
It could be like hailstorming, thunder, and like motherfuckers are gonna make it out and vote. They're yeah. gonna do anything in their <laughs> capabilities. I, and, and I think that's where the enthusiasm part becomes so important. Yeah. Is that yeah, maybe Trump only does have forty, forty five percent, but if it's an enthusiastic forty five percent, that can make all the difference in the world and I obviously we'll see, but it's a very interesting subject matter coupled with this uh the whole Supreme Court justice seat. What a year, what a ride. Yeah. Twenty twenty for you. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening, so keep on listening. Remember we're on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple, and Google. Follow us on Twitter at Hanging with Apes. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.